pre-COVID-19 priorities could have been maybe a little more self-indulgent. Welcome to episode 20 of the Lori Talks podcast. I am your host, Lori. And you know what? For the last eight months, my life has just been in a state of high alert, high emergency. And I never really thought I'd be called on to support my family the way I have been, at times on my knees. But at the end of the day, you know, we have to do what we know is right. And the good news is we know right from wrong and we know how to be of service. Yes, these are tough times. Everyone's going through tough times, I imagine. But you know what? You come back stronger. You just have to find ways to maintain your sanity as you go through. So if you're going through a tough time during these unprecedented times, it makes sense given that most of what we knew about our world has been dismantled. But listen to this clip from Michael Bernard Beckworth. I understand this was written years ago, okay? But feel it now. Peace anywhere seems to be wishful thinking during the days of turmoils within and violences without. Peace of mind, peace of heart, peace of home, peace of country, peace of world, peace of cosmos. It does not matter which. The same sense of pinpoint unreality pervades. There seems to be a vast stirring of energy, malignant and unstructured. It catapults to the surface all kinds of disharmonies, conflicts, and disorders. The Middle East, the Far East, South Africa, North Africa, West Africa, Hungary, Poland, France, Germany, Russia, the Indian nations of the Americas, the continental United States viewed by section, state, or city. Always there is present the turbulent quality, the out-of-hand aspect of the common life. Out-of-hand aspect of the common life. That's what we're living with. Think about prioritizing and balancing together. Pre-COVID-19 priorities could have been maybe a little more self-indulgent, but maybe given the uncertainty of the future, you might say to yourself, well, you know what? For instance, if I have cash on hand and cash is king and the future is slightly uncertain, and I'm not working, it might be a good idea to hold on to some of this cash. Finding that balance in the priority is just like finding your core in dance, you know, that balance. And maybe every day it's just a little tiny tweak of some part of your body to find that balance. That's how it is in real life, except in real life, it never ends. You're always looking for new ways to prioritize that balance in life. So think about that now, because old behaviors, they might be working right now, but they may not continue to work. So prioritize your experiences so that you can create that balance in your future. I guess maybe what I'm just saying is delay some gratification. I don't know. But you know what? Time management falls into this too. So you'll have to discern when the timing is right and when it's not. Time is one of those assets that cannot be replaced. There are no do-overs. Lose all your money, come back stronger. You can try it again. But time, no. So yes, enjoy yourself. Live life. But pay attention to how you're spending your version of what you will one day call the good old days. 
Think on that little acorn. That is some serious business. That little acorn becoming that mighty oak, that's analogous to you. It takes time to develop the foundation, and it's a serious, lifelong, ongoing adventure. So just five minutes a day can make all the difference in the world. I've read maybe 10 books in my whole life. One of the books is The Greatest Salesman in the World. Og Mandino is the author. And I knew I could read this book because it takes you about a minute a day. You read one of 10 scrolls a day for 30 days. And I thought to myself, I can handle this. This is my kind of reading. And while you're reading it, you're developing the habit of holding yourself accountable. And at the same time, you're feeding your mind this crazy positive content about how powerful you are. It's a beautiful book. I highly recommend it. Following the directions of that book taught me a lot about discipline because to level up in your life, you have to teach yourself how to discipline yourself. And the thing is, only you can give it to yourself. Yes, you can go to therapy, you can participate in workshops and 12-step programs and reach out to your friends and all that. But ultimately, the heavy lifting has to be on you. You have to drive it home to make it make sense. That power comes from your voice. To use your voice, you have to find your courage. And now's the perfect time to teach yourself where to look to develop your courage, and then to discipline yourself to use your courage to move forward in any area of your life. Because to move forward, you must bring your disciplined self to the dance floor in that particular area. Downstage right, stage left. And you know what? I understand if you're scared. And then you might think, well, scared of what? Well, there's a million things you could be scared of. I'll tell you what I was afraid of. Okay, so this story goes back back. And mother came to visit me. And I was living with a woman. And mother was there for a few days. And when she was about to leave, she says, so how long has this been going on? And I don't know what I said. And then she said, how much longer are you going to be here? As if to suggest I'd been running around. And I don't know what I said. And then she said, why are you here? And Lori Talks made the mistake of answering honestly. You know, I have eight brothers and sisters, and they have all told me, Lori, think before you speak. Well, I didn't think. I just answered honestly. But it was too late. The words came out, and my mother proceeded to lay me out so flat, she attacked my character, my self-worth, my pride. She traveled to, I raised you better than this, to you need to have your own so that you can stand up on your own two feet. How dare you be dependent on someone else? Where's your sense of self-worth? Since when do you take the easy way out? I raised you better than that. I didn't raise you like this. I raised you to stand on your own two feet. I mean, that lecture moved in a lot of different directions. It was a beat down with a beat up twist. So, what to do? Anger, denial, acceptance. So by the time I got to acceptance, I had to acknowledge that the two words I replied with, it's easier, set her off. That the two words I spoke, it's easier, signaled to me 
that I had no faith in myself, that I didn't believe I could live on my own, that I was scared of responsibility, uncertainty, risk, grown-up life, and that that was my cop-out. It's easier, but it wasn't easy. And now I know that the easy way can be the hard way. So looking for shortcuts and easy outs, I don't recommend it. And one of the things I had to do was to continually ask myself, am I believing my own hype? We're very quick to get ourselves off the hook. So we'll get distracted, we'll get defensive, we've got excuses, we don't feel good about ourselves. Year after year, it's always something. But eventually, you've got to look in the mirror and face that long, deep stare. And that long, deep stare, it's an ongoing process. It's a self-discovery process. It's a lifetime. You're in it forever. But you know what? The long, deep process of self-discovery is much better than the long, deep pain and misery of continually living in denial while falling into situations in ways you wish you hadn't. And that requires due diligence. That requires, you know, just being an adult, thinking it through. But you know what? You get there when you get there. Life is a practice, just like dance. We practice to improve the same in life. We live experiences, we learn on those experiences, we grow from those experiences, and then build on them, all on yourself and, of course, your ancestors. And that's the forever path to your becoming. So your mind, oh, the mind, the mind is the holder of the dream. You know your dream is valuable. Protect it, honor it, love it. And know that it wants you just as much as you want it. So that means you can't let your mind run off nilly-willy, doing what it wants, looking for clues and bits on how to think, be, and do. You already know. You're very, very powerful. Change the subject. I'm thinking about the future of dance studio ownership and dance education. I am the dance studio owner's daughter, so for 15 years, I had a VIP front row ticket to watching Mother run our family business into the grounds of extinction. So I think very creatively when it comes to studio ownership and management. And right now, I see studio owners as having an opportunity to rep groups of talented dancers to agents. I ran this past a couple of dance teachers a few years ago, and some were already doing it. But it was it's very informal. But I've been saying for years on Tremaine in the teacher meeting that the dance studio industry is one of the few industries that has not changed. The way in which we run it day to day using technology has changed, but the infrastructure, the outline of it, the model of it has not changed. Now it's about to change because kids have been exposed to world-class educators. So now they need a new menu, they need new incentives to want to come into the studio. So how do you still create that studio, warm, loving environment while supporting the dancers in their quest to build out their own dreams? I spoke to a couple of agents as well. They love the idea. Well, I mean, I can't speak for all agents, but the two that I spoke to said there could be value there because 
the dance studio ownership has a relationship with students already so they can help manage the transition, manage expectations, support and mentor the dancer in a way that the agent doesn't know how to do yet. So let the agent still manage the details and the regulations of TV and union and hazard and all the details. That's one way to attract students into the studio. You could also take advantage of local talent that has moved back into the area. But the crux of it is, how do you get traffic now? Do you rent out space by the project or by the hour? If you have more than one room, can you soundproof a room so that students can go in there and work on a project, whether it's dance or music, but they're working on whatever creative ideas they have using your space, and then you're still there to teach technique and to guide and to mentor. It's just going to look different. So driving traffic in the virtual world, maybe through your Zoom classes, and in the real world, I'm going into the VR world completely. It's going to be awesome. My dance studio owner friends, dance studio ownership is something I am passionate about. I really care about that. The last thing I want, well, it could be the last thing, I don't know. But one more thing I want to talk about is the podcast. So no two episodes of this podcast are the same just yet, because it was supposed to be a call-in podcast, but I've just been having conversations with people and posting those conversations, and this is an episode where I'm offering commentary. But if you want pure chaos... Listen to episode 18. My sister called me, and I think she heard me when I said I'm recording this call. (laughs) She still doesn't know I posted that call. If chaos is not your thing and you want real good common sense, or you need some inspiration on how to live, check out Jeff Amston, episode 17. World-class mind, body, spirit, soul, and a master ballet teacher who has found peace on a farm or a ranch or a slash dance studio in Texas. And when I talk to him, he's always in this state of just bliss and peace. And it's, it's very nice. So thank you, K-Sound Audio, Mr. John Johnson, for the animal sound effects during the finale of Jeff's episode number 17. Lori Talks, it's always a pleasure to work with you. Keep in mind that we're still searching for artists to showcase on uh, your show. So if there's any artists out there that like to showcase their music, they could send it into k.sounds.audio at gmail, or they could find us on Facebook and Instagram, uh, k.sounds recording and live audio. Alrighty then. D. Glazer was number 16. There's much to do and much to experience. Your current circumstances are just one version of your life. There are many potential versions, and the gift you give yourself is that exploration. Hey, I'm sending you love, peace, and if you have anything you'd like to say, well, hit my DM on Instagram, because I answer those. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast that is called Lori Talks. If there's any other stuff you want to talk to me about, I'm here. I'm Lori Talks, and maybe on Wednesdays I will open up the phone lines, 855-655-LIFE. That's 855-655-5433.
Y'all come back now, you hear? Hee-haw! It's been a real pleasure. We'll talk soon. I'm out of this world, I cannot say I see yours. Yeah, we gon' end up fighting like it's Galaxy Wars. I know it's redundant like it's a second course. But you a shooting star, they look like Meteor. Yeah. We flying in space tonight. We flying in space tonight. Special thanks to artist Mo Hazlett for letting us feature his song titled Tonight. Be sure to follow Hazlett on Instagram at straight underscore Hazlett and check out his work on Spotify and YouTube. I said it is crazy, I sleep on the ceiling, I walk in the building, I know that I'm trending, they say that I'm different, I feel like I'm drifting. Oh, oh me. I'm sick on the mic, you may think I'm the illest. Keep it 1K, I believe I'm the realest. Look at my head, say the key to my feelings. Yeah. We gon' end up fighting like it's Galaxy Wars. I know it's redundant, like it's a second course. But you were shooting stars.